10 string tavern episode 13 it's good to be back from vacation if you're wondering why we skipped ahead and went to episode 13 we have ohio valley dj louis the 13th in with us mm -hmm. thank yeah, you for yeah. coming in sir thank cheers you guys very very much cheers. thanks for coming yes cheers appreciate cheers you. razor appreciate the cocktail oh you're welcome absolutely i use some of the kitty to buy a bottle of red stag Nice. The last five guests that came in said, what kind of whiskey you have? And we've had Southern Comfort every time to offer them. Listen, I... I Delicious. Uh, Southern Comfort, and I, I know that I've probably told this already, but, you know, illegally and not proud of it. No, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I am proud of it. Like when we would sneak drinks when we were underage, you got that bottom shelf Kroger, low alcohol, Southern Comfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I saw my shoes come up one night. I was throwing up, so I can't. <laughs> that's the only liquor that I can't. I can't even. It, I can't do. But uh, no, it's uh, welcome. Thanks for coming on. You've been busy this summer. I've been super busy. Um, thank you very much for having me. I'm oh yeah, thanks for coming to in. Be here. But yeah, I've been slammed this summer. Actually, I've been honored to host Pike Idol out at Pike Forty. It's been one of the biggest karaoke competitions in the valley, if not the biggest, I believe. We're down to our final five contestants, so we're going to have the semifinals uh, the week after next, and then the finale at the end of the month. And then I have some private parties I'm throwing, and then private parties I'm hosting and going to. And then the big one that I'm getting ready for is the OVDJ Campout, and it's going to be September 16th and 17th, and I'm hosting 14 DJs, uh, Muck Sticky. One of my buddies, he's from Memphis. He's one of the my biggest music inspirations, to be honest. And uh, we're going to have Calligraphy and Spike Yee from Morgantown. Calligraphy is made up of a bunch of rappers from a bunch of different states that have come together to make a project happen. I've seen logos come out. Is it with the line? Yes. Yes, I've, I've yes. seen logos being pushed out. Yeah, yeah it looks sweet. That's yep. pretty cool. Where's that happening at? That's going to be in Jacobsburg. Okay. And Tar Run Road. You'll be able to see the cars parked. Nice. <laughs> we're going to have lots of visual and audio production. We're going to have live fire spinners. We're going to have aerial stunts. We're going to have all sorts of vendors. And like I said, a plethora of DJs and music essentially from 2 or two p.m. to 2 a.m. is what we're shooting for Saturday and Sunday. When you're talking about party. genre music, is just everything or? The good music. The good music. The good music. Yeah, we try not to put labels and boxes on stuff because it's like what is, you know, music to start with. It's yeah. so vast and sound. And I think when you start to put labels on stuff, it, it kind of almost wants to deter people. And I've seriously seen all sorts of different, you know, people come to our shows that are older, that are wearing cowboy boots, you know, biker jackets, and, you know, we're shooting off laser slamming heavy bass. And <laughs> they're like, I'm like, you know, asking them, you know, what do you think? And they're like, I have no idea what's going on, but I, <laughs> but I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> so it, and that to me signals that we're pushing something that isn't like 
super popular or pushed around right. this area, but it's something that again is just it's good music and you know, right. it's hard to deny mm. good music when you hear it. It's just like and uh, it's like being in love like you just you don't know like nice people can't tell you you're in love you just know it right it's yeah like knowing a good song and stuff like so i feel like we got a lot of that going for us and i got a lot of really talented artists on my side i'm currently working with chasing rabbits he's local he's out of bridgeport lansing area i got neptune uh chasing rabbits also jared huber neptunes eric simons uh simmons maybe but he's uh, 22 years old, and he's been throwing down on the deck so phenomenally. And uh, every show, he just keeps getting better and better. And so do all the artists I work with. It's just it's crazy. Also working with Slim Petty, Ryan Clancing out from uh, Wintersville. He owns Clancy Printing. Mm -hmm. He does a lot of our shirts. He's an amazing guy. Right. He uh, just adopted a little boy named Jack. So he's a big family man. And then I got my buddy Chris, who actually showed me my first DJ board ever down in his basement. I was like, what is this thing? Because <laughs> I'm a drummer, essentially, like from the start. And he showed me this. I was like, this is wild, man. I, you don't even have to play, to, but you got to create and think right. and do all this stuff, too. So it's like it, it opened up so many doors for me. And he's Nidra Works. Uh, and he he's all over the place because he works with a couple of different companies. Uh, but he's... A great friend and all of these guys have been such a asset and then i'm also been blessed that my wife erica balk she's been djing with me she helps me do my oh, weddings yeah. and all sorts of stuff she's oh, en cool. she's energy with erica so she's on the team and lately i've been talking to dj jay rage who uh is opening up for waka flocka at the end of this month oh, and i'm wow. gonna try and get him on board with ob dj and i did a little work with kyle mack also known as blizzaster too uh but he runs smash entertainment so he's always doing like weddings uh -huh. and but all really talented djs and they've taught me a lot about music and friendship and throwing parties and right it's been <laughs> it's cool. been an honor to work with them and uh, shout out to all the vendors that have uh, worked any of my shows. Shout out any staff member that worked any of my shows. Shout out any bar or venue that's ever given us a chance to play and given this this scene uh, an opportunity because it's something that's right. new and it's kind of, you know, it's not necessarily around a lot. So I really appreciate that, you know, and you know, even more big shout out LA Pizza, Joe and Tanya Toto. LA Pizza, shout Good out, people. shout out Pike Forty, Chris Dutton, shout out um, View Forty Two with Courtney Costello and Benet Carter, all awesome people, and also shout out John Banco hooking me up John. with random shows and <laughs> karaoke. And uh, shout out to anyone that's ever played a show with me at karaoke. It's been it's been a wild ride, and everything keeps leading into another thing. Right. It's like I'll play a karaoke show, and then someone's like, "Hey, can you do a wedding?" And then I'll throw an EDM show, and they're like, "Hey, can you DJ this party? Hey, can you come here?" And so it's just uh, one thing keeps leading to another, and it's just it's been beautiful. And uh, I I see life in this project is like a river 
and you know, trying to keep it flowing in a sense of I'm not trying to hold on to a lot of the energy or stagnant negative things. I'm just trying to all let it flow. And same thing with like the material and like money. Like it's, it's gotta be like a flow with the project and it's trying to hold on. Cause then like, mm-hmm. if you're like a pawn, you get all murky and it's not as transparent and it's not, it doesn't have a flow. And you know, I've been blessed recently with Sweetwater giveaway. I entered a sweepstakes up in Michigan and actually Erica entered and we both did and she got the phone call and mm-hmm. I won a brand new studio courtesy Hell yeah. of Sweetwater. Oh, wow. Hell yeah. Awesome. And it is top of the line. So I'm going to be able to produce all of my artists now that work with me or honestly anybody that wants to make music is welcome to try out this new studio that I have because that's what I want to do is is push as much music and positivity as I can through music into this valley. Because right. it's wild how it's such a small world and you talk to this one person and they're like, oh, well, this project, and I saw you there and mm-hmm. and, and such. It's it's wild. And I, one of my um, buddies that's working my merch stand with me for uh, my bigger shows, he met me at... I believe a warp tour parking lot. He bought my resistance 13 CD off of me and he was like, man, it's so wild that I bought the CD off you and then I came to do this show and then you're the DJ and I liked <laughs> you even more then. And it's like, yeah. and it, there's been a lot of those coincidences like that. And these people become my really good friends and, and I, it's, it's crazy what music can do. And mm-hmm. my, one of my favorite quotes is music is the invisible fabric that binds us. And I find that to be so true. And even, right, in, even, right. even in this moment, you know what, I've never met you guys at all, but yeah. we're, you know, we're musicians, we're into this craft and we're into these vibrations and, you know, numbers, vibrations and stuff. They always, they, they attract in some form of way energy attracts. Right. That's it. That's it. Now you, I'm going to go back earlier to what you said when you saw your first, when you saw your first board, um, hold where you were. I know that was in your buddy's basement. What was it like? Where was it local? I know it was, it was like a small, small, just little mixing board. And it was in Yorkville, Ohio, pretty much down the street, uh, down the road. Uh, but yeah, Chris was like, "Come down and check this out, man. It's it's something new." And I got it from Guitar Center, and it you, we can like slam music that we heard at all of these parties that we go to. We can make them kind of our own and add effects to them and layer them and such. And I was mystified to be real. I was like, "This is amazing." But then what really like took me away was because honestly when i saw it i was like a little intimidated by it i was like i'm probably just gonna stick with the drums you know like this is it all lights up it's knobs you you Mm -hmm. push the wrong thing it gets really loud (laughs) (laughs) really quick and press the wrong one dead silence like with the drums i'm always like i feel like i was a little bit more but that's because i never worked on a mixer board really before right but so then uh i went to this festival called the workout in Thornville and I've always went pretty much every year and I ended up walking into these guys that I became best of friends with and one of them dated Bob Seeger's daughter Sam Seeger and he was just all in the music and music production and he was wanted to be a DJ and when he was we were talking meeting each other he was like yo come back to my RV 
and then he had CDJs, which what are like the industry standard mixing. And he had a DJM 900, and it was all white in this RV. And I'll never forget seeing it. I was just like, that looks like it's out of the Matrix or something. <laughs> like, what is this thing? It's like a computer motherboard. And my buddy Kyle Mack, he's a Olympian snowboarder. He's a silver medalist, uh, rock star, energy sponsored, really cool dude. He was up there mixing and uh hung out with those guys all weekend and they were like yo you should come up and hang out with us in detroit and come check out our studio and i was like yeah i'll, I'll make the drive and never been to detroit before and uh so i made the trip and i got there and they showed me eight mile road they showed me slim uh shady's trailer park they took oh, me all awesome. kinds of really cool places. Uh, they showed me some Motown spots, the GM building, the old train station, all these really cool spots to chill. They took me to Coney Island. <laughs> uh, but so I went down to their studio, and it turns out that they're really good friends with uh, the Saundersons, which Kevin Saunderson is deemed the godfather of techno music. And... I never really knew this because I was more in the rock and metal. And then mm -hmm. this also goes back into labeling stuff because then once I figured out that the godfather of techno was basically a drummer without a drum set and a computer, right. what's the difference? Right. Mm -hmm. It's still all coming from the mind and what frequency you're selecting, yeah. and, you know, what range of selections you have. And the more with technology, the more sounds that you're able to grasp and utilize Versus just having one kick drum. You could yeah. have a million kick drums and then so many different effects. And uh, I watched an interview with him on MTV back in like the 70s of him saying that computers are going to replace everything like, yeah. in the music industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, even now we're oh, using yeah. a computer. Yeah. Like it's 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 wild how it it refines music and it can make it it's time so well and compressed and all these other things mm -hmm. to where it sounds so nice to the ear and it takes a lot of pressure off the musician and making sure that their instruments always tuned right maintenance yeah. the strings don't break your heads aren't out of whack you know stuff like that um and also keeping time yeah, it never it never slips. Yeah. Now, now, do you think? And this is coming from the oldest guy in the room. Do you? And as a drummer, do you think with everything being digitalized the way it is, that you lose that? That some point you lose where you have a. And I, I don't want to. I, mean, I know I'm going to say this, and I'm, I'm sorry. It's going to irritate a lot of people. The true musician, like where you can. Like you can play, and if you mess up, you just go, Hold on, all right, play that chord again, and then you're there. Where, like, when I was growing up, when it was real to real, like you messed up, everybody started over. So you really had to know what you were doing, when you were doing it, because that wasn't just a, Oh, we can just hold on, back it up, play those two chords, we and we're done. And, like, even like you said, like some singers you hear. When you hear them on the radio on a track, they're phenomenal. You hear them live, and they're terrible. And that do you do, do you do you see? I mean, do you? I, I mean, I because totally, you, I totally see what you're saying. And I don't. And, and I'm and not. And I'm not downplaying. What, but, but you and I, I say this, but being that you're a little younger, you're you're more. You grew up more digital. Where absolutely. I knew I grew up. 
more analog, analog. and then we got Jake that's right there in the middle. Like, yeah. grew up mm-hmm. analog, and then it went over to digital. So, like, I, I, I'm just like on your opinion. Like for me, I think I think back and, then you really had to know, like what you're doing. Plus, it made you better. Like if you mess up a song, like um, like Tom Petty and Run Around, like they might have had to play that song thirty times before it finally got on an album. So when they go on tour, they know that song inside and out. Where if you come in, hey, we wrote this and we kind of patched here and here, and you have your rehearsals, but you're not playing that same song over. Do you? You think that sometimes you you lose that, or do you think that musicians are just as strong now as they were? I think completely opinionated. I think that it's always an evolving monster, and you gotta roll with the punches. Right. And technology is always pressing, and so is music. And you don't really want to see the same show so many times, and it just gets boring. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So there's always got to be this new factor to it, this new pizzazz. And so what I think, too, with the musicians working together, say you'd have five people on stage. Well, now you might have, you know, a team that's working with five people that might be doing your lighting, that might be doing a visual production, Mm -hmm. might be doing lasers and strobe and smoke, all working together in unison to make one person might look really, really good. But there's five people making it happen. And that's honestly a band. A band is only oh, yeah. supporting a front man to make them have the backtrack to make it happen. So music throughout time has eliminated a lot of factors to let music grow and not humans like necessarily interfering with the growth of music because with a band, you need a lot of agreeance. So this part's got to be like that and you know, the drums are going to match the bass here, and then we have to follow this phrase into this bar into this hook mm-hmm, right. to make it sound good. Where, again, I think a lot of producers and DJs are normally ex band members, ex, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, right. You know, they've been in the scene for a while before they've kind of developed this other persona to where, you know, I've seen the singer do it. I've seen the guitar player do it. I've seen the piano player do it. I've seen I've you know I've seen the drummer do it. So you know instead of contacting them, 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 and them, and trying to get make it all happen, I'm just gonna do it myself. And then boom, song, boom, song, boom, song, Mm -hmm. boom, song. Instead of trying to make it all kind of like force between people, which don't get me wrong, is a beautiful thing because then you have people coming together to create a project. But you know if you have the music, then it's like what then what's next? You know, how do you put that on? How do you get it out to people? And that takes another team of people. Yeah. So where does, and the term band means to come together. Right. Like a rubber band, any type of band is coming together. And so when you have a project, anyone that kind of jumps on board, you're banded. Yeah. So Mm. literalizing the term band with only guitars and a drum set it kind of diminishes what else could possibly be within the band. Right. Right. So it's a, it's a very vast and ever evolving thing. And no matter what a computer can never, ever pick up a drink and be like, hell yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then, you know, pick up a guitar and smash it on the floor. 
Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. or get lit and burn a couch in a hotel room. Like it's just, <laughs> it can never do that. And that's, that's the musician aspect and the energy. Like a drum and a computer is still an instrument. It's a tool in how you can build something just like a brick. A brick can build a school and fill your mind with all sorts of positive aspects or take a brick and just beat someone's head in with it till it's completely flat and then there's nothing in it. So it's all on how you want to use the tool to make a project happen. So I've seen some snare drummers, literally, there's this one dude, uh, he, he literally just takes the snare drum, he'll have a bunch of people follow him all the time, and he'll just take it on the desk, slap it on the desk, slap it all around, bang his head off it, scream, scream in the snare drum, smack the stick, break the stick off of it, and people go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because he, he's like, he's makes you kind of question like, what what's entertainment? What's music? Are you entertained? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of all I feel like, you know, all of these great artists on your wall behind you have ever really pushed for, regardless of what is happening, is are you entertained? Right. Did yeah. you forget about the shit that happened to you earlier today? And, and everything's cool for this moments of time, and everything feels like it's meant to be. And, and like, there's mm-hmm. no pain, there's no time, there's like no waiting, and everything just flows. Like, that is what music and like all this stuff I feel is meant to really do. And if you're listening to music that doesn't take you away or make you feel good, you're listening to the wrong music. Right. Absolutely. You know, so like, uh, there are times when, you know, I've sat through acts and I'm like, oh, yeah, twin my thumbs. And I'm like, you know, this, this is all, this is okay. You know, this is happening. Mm-hmm. And then there's times where I've literally dropped to my knees and cried and like, wow, this is, I can't believe that this is happening. Yeah. You know, that this, this amount of people are witnessing this and th- this amount of love and time and technology and friendship has, has poured into this set to make this happen, to make people come together and forget about life for a little bit like that's what what can be yeah. better <laughs> and that's a really cool thing and i i know from my my aspect where you, I've, I've been to shows and you see like artists come out and you hear seventy thousand people singing their lyrics back to them and you got everybody in that venue that's on the same page and like i said even if it's a, if you're DJing and it's a yeah. song and everybody's connectivity, but you get that yeah. whole, I don't care if it's 20 people, 20,000 people, when everybody at that moment is just in it. I think that's one of the most awesome things it ever. Totally I don't is. care what genre you say it is, but when, like I said, we, my wife and I, we went and saw Ed Sheeran build Heinz Field. People, almost every song. And that's wild. It's, and it's just him, a guitar and a loop pedal. And it's loop crazy, pedal. like yeah. how he yeah. fills in that just empty time is. And you know. I've been to Matchbox Twenty. People do that. I've been to Metallica, and people doing that. I've been to DJ shows, and people doing that. That's that's I think for me on a different level. When you see, I mean, everybody goes to the show to see that. But like you said. There has to be that entertainment value. Yes. But when you get, like I said, 20 people, 20,000, 75,000 people all singing the lyrics together, man, nothing else matters. So, I mean, that's it. That you, you can't get more harmonized than that across the globe. And I don't care. Like I said, I saw the, I got to see the Rolling Stones when I was in station in France. There's, they filled a soccer stadium. There's everybody that is in France. 
singing the Rolling Stones songs in English, word for word, all in key. And I, that's, that was the first time where I'm like, it really punched me in the face. We're like, that's, that's music. That's, that's everybody. It didn't matter. White, black, blue, credo, religion, whatever. It didn't matter. Yeah. It, it was all there. And that's the coolest thing. And nobody, well, nobody there cared about the, like if the band was playing the tracks or how many triggers they were using or anything like that. They were just celebrating right. that feeling of that time, you know? Yeah. That, that's the coolest thing. And I, I don't care what, like you said, like you said, you don't label it. And I respect that, but I don't care what genre you're in. And I've been to big country musics and little things. And you get people, we saw, uh, um, what was her name? Priscilla Block. Yeah. Of a Jurgles. Jurgles. I don't know if you've ever been to Jurgles. Tight I've little been to place. Jurgles many times. That place. It's actually I, one of the first places I went with Doug Boston. Really? Yeah. 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 Shout out yeah. Doug Boston, so, too. Just had back there, surgery. And there's right. maybe, I don't know. Get well soon, Doug. What do you think? 2,000 people in there? It wasn't big. I mean, it's not big. Between probably grand and two. Yeah. But, but it was tight toward the end. I never saw that girl before in my life. I heard her music because my wife listened to it. So, I, like, I knew this. Again, that place is singing her lyrics, her song, all at the same time. And it was, it, I don't like I said, I don't care where you're at. That's, to me, that's that's a cool feeling. I wanted to try to get you in because my friend said he got a hold of you to DJ this secret competition. I wanted to warn you a little bit what you're getting into tomorrow. <laughs> Because by the time this episode airs, it'll be long over. <laughs> but uh, And hopefully not on the national news. Yeah. So. <laughs> so every year in the the sticks of Rain, there's a beer drinking competition called the Beer Olympics. And if you've seen the movie Beer Fest, it's basically that. But it's just a lot more rednecky, just a lot more beer going through. Listen, it is a good time. We're talking slipping, like 200-foot slip and slide. It'll be, a, it'll be a good time. With my new voice, we need to do it like the movie thing. In the sticks of coal rain, there's <laughs> yeah. a secret beer drinking fest <laughs> that only select few are limited and invited to. <laughs> Maybe I can get a voiceover thing for uh, uh, movie trailers now, but sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just but felt this, an opportunity. This is the 10 year anniversary of it. So, wow. yeah, it's. I'm super excited. And uh, my younger brother, it was in the military for a year overseas, and this is his comeback home party. Just got home a couple of days ago, so it's going to be. Nice. Yeah. We, um, I'll play some patriotic music. Nice. A couple days ago, when he came home, we were going to surprise my mom and, uh, my two year old. She's going to be three, uh, next week. We, we trained her for an hour. We trained this. We said, when grandma comes in the door, you're going to say, Hey, I have a surprise for you in the living room. And she was going to walk in. My brother, you know, home from the military first time, trained her for an hour. And as soon as my mom walked in the door, she ran in and went, Grandma, we're tricking you. Ben's home. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, like, confusion and tears. And she, and she said, would she say, come this way or walk this yeah, way? Yeah, she said, step this way, step please. Step this way. <laughs> yeah. Layla goes, I even raised my hand. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Sometimes you just got to go with the improv, kid. That's the way it is. That's um, super cool. So you drum a lot? I do. I actually just got done teaching a drum lesson up in Bethlehem. Oh, okay. My, one of my drum students, Brody. He's been one of my students for about going on two and a half, almost three years now. I have four or five other drum students. Nice. Some of them are off and on, but I've been drumming for like almost twenty years now. So, do you have a? Do you prefer acoustic or a digital I, kit? I have both. Right. And yeah, you know, and that also 
just to experiment and see they all have their aspects of what you know i like the feel of a real kit because i like to do rim shots mm-hmm. and i like to use the rims mm-hmm. and different kind of like auxiliary parts of the kit that necessarily aren't the heads of the drum right, right. or the cymbal uh but also it's wild when you use accents how that can really affect a, an actual acoustic kit right uh where if you don't have a really high end uh, digital drum set sometimes it just has like high medium low so it kind of limits the feel that you can kind of throw into it with accents and whatnot right. and just the rebound of the heads and just the kind of the aesthetic of it. It just digital drums are they all look the same. They're just like you know, yeah. I know bouncy plates. I know for me, um, what I like best is uh, a digital set is a hell of a lot easier to transport. <laughs> well, and so it depends. I've been in battle with the bands where I've set up my kit in like three minutes, if you know what you're doing, where right. sometimes if you got all those wires and different plugs and you got to run to the PA and you got to snake it and all this stuff. So it kind of depends on how many drums you have, how many triggers, how many different sounds you're shooting for. Right. And overall, like, setup and teardown time, in a, in a sense. The other thing, too, that it, I I don't really like digital hi-hat foot pedals for either the kick or the hi-hat. A real genuine, like, a DW900, the 9000 hi-hat stand just feels like gold butter on my feet, my right. foot. Like, it's just so amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've actually been playing... Uh, it's uh it's a darwin pedal from it's custom made in switzerland if i'm not mistaken but it's by aw designs it's a it's i might be the only person around that literally has this pedal Mm. Um, i'm super fortunate to have it actually took eight months to make oh wow like to process for him to get the order and make other orders and such uh but it's so so nice. Yeah, and... my first digital set was a Yamaha, and it was just the hard pads, and I wasn't crazy about it. And um, actually, when I I played a, a regular hi hat, I had my regular cymbals because I just couldn't get the sound out of that Yamaha kit. And then, oh, wow, it's been four years. I bought a I bought a top of the line digital set, like a couple grand, and. Made like you said, made all the difference. It's got the mesh heads. It like it, it gives you that real feel back, like like an acoustic set. Uh, and I'm super happy with it. But yeah, like I said, it was. Uh, and the the reason I went digital was I was playing. I had been playing bass for so long that I was trying to self teach myself how to play the drums. So I ended up getting a you know really nice. cheap digital yeah, set. I'm, to all, get. I'm all self taught too, except for a drum line with Mr. Stevens and. Mr. Parsons, yeah. shout out those guys. I'm actually going to be marching in the uh, Buckeye Local Alumni Band. In, Hell in yeah. Oh, nice. too. Hell yeah. And I'm super amped for that. Yeah, kind of going back to the digital thing too, like what you were saying earlier, like you know, getting digital drums, it's it's almost like you know when you're a DJ, you get a digital band. And yeah, then you yeah. almost become this conductor almost of like what you want to bring in where, and you have way more control over whole songs that are kind of done versus just one sound mm-hmm. yeah uh and i wanted to touch base on when we were talking about singing and how all that can go together 
but it can also be limiting if you don't know language whether it could be through you know a lack of education you might not know what some words mean and how it can come across to you uh or it could be just a language barrier one of my best friends is luis garcia and he's from uh, guadalajara mexico a small town called masamitla mm-hmm. and he speaks good english but you know when you throw on like a slim shady song he's rapping a million miles per hour you know yeah. like it's, <laughs> what is he getting from this really you know so on a global sense, some of the biggest artists right now in the world are DJs that have really no lyrics in their track yeah. because it can hit to a global aspect instead of these small pockets of the world where only certain people speak this language or have a certain dialect to them. You know, it's like imagine like bluegrass lyrics, you know, like having certain, you know, other dialects or foreign people listen to that type of dialect it's like you know what is yeah. this like how mm-hmm. that would i they might not even be able to understand it be, even if they do understand english because it's so like the draw to it and all sorts of other things so eliminating those factors kind of it opens up doors for other listeners but then it kind of when you do add lyrics it kind of does set a target to what you're shooting for as well so it's all in the artistry of the craft. Like you said earlier, like one of the other things is too is like you said how how you just kind of let the universe kind of flow where you go and what happens. And I I know all of us can sit here and you know if this didn't happen, this wouldn't have led me to here. This wouldn't have led me to here, and this wouldn't have led me to here. And um, like I said, I know for like me personally, I was I was playing in my dad's folk band. I played in other bands. It wasn't really, and then just by, like I said, the way the universe goes, met my wife, who her daughter was marrying him, <laughs> who opened the doors to meeting him and other people. And then we started doing the acoustic karaoke and he opened the door for me to play with another musician. And then we started doing our stuff and now we're doing the podcast. And like I said, and I'm meeting people and it's just, it's funny how you just let let it like let it go and it's all from music like the love of music and then you just you don't know what door is going to open next so it's it, yeah it's, and you got to let some stuff go and like when some things don't necessarily work or you mm-hmm. know you feel like it it you know it could have gone better or whatever it's all just lessons in how the next thing can be even better right you know and you know with letting stuff go uh, you know, I was in a band Resistance 13 for a very long time. And when we broke up, it was one of the hardest things for me to let go because they were like a family to me. And it was just like we had so much invested in this. And we had, well, I had three people that got Resistance 13 tattooed on them. It's like, what do I, like, I'll yeah. never forget it when we broke, the day we broke up, I was like, what do I tell these people that we're not a band You say, anymore? mom and dad, I'm sorry that you got the tattoos done. <laughs> I remember when I first heard about you, I think Doug showed me a visit, uh, video, a music video, like years and years ago. I think for probably probably when you first met him, probably yeah. around the same time. Yeah, Doug's been um, and so checking out. Talk about one thing leads to another. So Resistance Thirteen, you know, we were playing these shows, and Doug was like, "Hey, I can help you out." And we threw one of the biggest shows, like Wheeling Scene, for like a smaller band. Like to be honest, mm-hmm. like, yeah. it was massive, um, amazing turnout, and. Resistance 13, we, we, you know, everyone kind of had their own thing going. People had kids, jobs, relationship, you know, differences. And 
we just grew up and the music also kind of changed and it was all right before coronavirus happened too oddly enough and it was like yeah 2018 and a half when it was like all falling apart and it was when i saw that dj board realistically oh, really? around the same time christian that dj board and then like a couple years like like a year later like in yeah 2018 2019 is when i met max and christian and dantes and all those guys and took me out to michigan and when i saw how they were a band without guitars right but they were all still jamming and having fun sharing energy and mixing music and stuff and i was like that's pretty much what we were doing but just with just holding different things like right just, yeah so what what's the uh, mm -hmm. the, the community aspect of being friends and, and sharing new music is what it's all about so i was like um you know i, I want I want to be like this and I'll never actually forget the night that I was like, I want to be a DJ because I saw Dantes spin two of my favorite tracks together at the same time. And I was like, Whoa, hearing two different drum beats, there are sim like different, but similar frequencies be it merged together and then taking the lows out of it and adding certain vocals and mixing it. That's you one of my throw... favorite things to see a concert when DJs do that, when they transition between those two songs, when you see everybody click, like, oh, I can't believe like those two yeah, songs could do something it. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, he makes like the Blue Fountain Wild Eyes with something else, um, but I, I forget because it was a while ago. But it totally blew my mind. And yeah. his, his presence on the deck was so cool, and I was like, wow, like I don't, I've never seen that before. Yeah. and I, I was, and I was like, I want to bring that to my area. Because yeah. there's so many people around here that's seen a drummer, seen a guitar player, seen an acoustic act, seen a rock band. It's been done so many times around here. But I was, I was like, man, if I can incorporate that type of energy and feel to an instrument like that, uh, it, it, I feel like I could make it happen around here. And it's been very successful yeah. so far. And with Wheeling being under construction, when everything finally opens up, I mean, it's going to... Oh, it's going to be popping. And whoever yeah. has the community around them, that's who's going to benefit. And that's it. And I think I think it was it was uh, Johnny Hot that we had on. Shout out to Johnny. That, you know, when the construction is done and dust settles, there's going to be so many venues that, like, there's going to be something for everybody in Wheeling. 100%. If, if you like hip-hop, if you like country, you like rock, you like... There's going to be something for everybody. And the cool thing about it is... With all of us knowing each other, we're gonna go support that. Like we'll go support you one night. You'll see us, and we'll go there. And it, when, if we're not gigging at the same time, and you know the area musicians are supporting each other, and people can see that, that that that's huge. That'll bleed over, and that bleeds over in community all the time. When you see other musicians that might play other genres going to support that person or this person, I truly believe people see that, and they're like, okay. That, all right, so it's it's and I and, no, that's uh, definitely true. Tim said it, Doug uh, said it, Johnny said it that you know this is this is going to be a big area. It is, and Soon. I honestly this this area in general has been you know legendary and massive for music. We're sitting in Jamboree in the Hills, like this yeah. Is, yeah. This is a uh, you know, and again, so what if it's country music? It's it's music. It's people coming together, and when you, and you start putting labels on stuff, it like it deters it. You know, well, like, like we said, we even, even talked about like not to cut you off. I apologize. No but like you said, you had Big Jamboree in the Hills. You had Capital City Music Hall. At that, at one point, you had like we said, West Banco was bringing in. Like I saw huge shows at both yeah. Capital West Banco Jambo, and then it just. 
Ice yeah, Nine Kills is coming to West Bank. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah they, they're, hopefully it starts coming back up, around. Yeah. And I want to get into the Wheeling Island Casino for New Year's Eve. That'd be cool. I, That'd I, be I'm fun. I'm going to pull that one off, but that hasn't been official yet. Um. So before everything thing opens up, here's a question. For some, what would... What's your favorite venue for music other than your standard rock and country? So if somebody wanted to go see a DJ in the Valley, if we exclude Pittsburgh, where what's your favorite venue to spin or go see an act? So right now, my, I'm going to be a little biased and say my favorite venues, you know, kind of the the Sentinels stomping grounds, which is kind of now my stomping grounds down in Jacobsburg. Cause okay. it actually has a full stage and I, I can, you know, control the lighting and I'm in Perfect, full control yeah. of the sound and the booking and the festival grounds and, oh, yeah. and what, Perfect. whatnot like that. But it, uh, I want to check out the new waterfront, the waterfront hall. Yeah. I want to check out the yeah. waterfront hall. I heard great things and it looks beautiful. I want to check that out, but I have not been yet. View 42 down in Wheeling has been amazing. They have such a beautiful establishment, super delicious drinks, really clean place, super friendly staff. And like I said earlier, LA Pizza, they mm -hmm. actually started me out. They gave me one of my first shows. And five years ago, I threw one of my first festivals called the OBDJ Smokeout. Okay. And it was smaller, but now, like last year when we did, or this year when we did it, you couldn't park anywhere in Adena. You had to basically park like the next town over if you wanted <laughs> yeah, to come cute. to the show. You're like a weekly visitor of LA Pizza, aren't you? Almost a weekly Almost visitor. Almost weekly, yeah. Yeah, tell, I, tell I, you know, Lou. Yeah, all the bartenders are cool. Uh, Jade, Tanya, she's always in the back. The cooks are awesome. Oh, they, their, their food. Shout out Joe Toto as well. Yeah, their food is, I love their wings and their fish. That's my two things. And beer is always cold. But, and so, uh, Pike 40, I've been doing the Pike Idol out there, and they've just put out a beautiful stage and a beautiful patio section with umbrella seating and like the fake grass so and did nice I see, rocks and plants. Did I see on the, and I just saw pictures like, People were like really getting it, like they're costuming up and they're oh, like getting yeah. into it. It is. I played some quote unquote booty shaking music after everyone <laughs> left, and <laughs> everyone was just going crazy. There's some little John from the East Side Boys, and I've and some Yin Yang Twins. I played just like shaker like a salt shaker. Everyone got on stage and danced, <laughs> and all the Pike Forty is like, yo, this has been. They've even posted online. This has been like the tight, tight most tight niched year. Everyone's been so friendly. It's been such good vibes, and we haven't had so much energy and like people wanting to dance and like so. So that bleeds over to my next question because I've seen this happen at karaoke contests. You have people that will go do karaoke a lot of places, and they think because they karaoke a lot of places, and when they're done, then they go to a contest. And they get eliminated quick. Some people get butt hurt. Have you seen people kind of? I've seen is, people lash is, out and actually get mad at the DJ, saying, "Oh, you didn't, you didn't so have my settings there, right or this or that." Have, have you a, run into that there's before? Been a, there's been a little bit of that, you know, and it's not like. You know, this is my first karaoke competition, but it's not like I haven't ran many bands before, right. you know, or put on many shows. 
and ran many DJs in my own mic, my own drums. Like I know when someone's clipping. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, you, they don't have. They can't. Like, there's no discrepancy there. Is if if you're 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 going over what's happening, you're you know there's can't really tell me. But then if you're coming at me saying that you know I can't hear, well, I mean we're also limited on what we can do with certain sound too. You know, like it's it's only such a big production. Like right. we're not running in your monitors and have you know, all of this complicated yeah. other, you know, professional singing equipment, you know, where it's like, if you really want the best sound, you got to have in your monitors, like yeah. period, like, especially if you're singing or drumming, because you have all of that other noise coming mm -hmm. at you that you're produce producing. And mm -hmm. I realized that right away, the first couple of shows that I played, that monitor can be as loud as it can, but I'm I'm cranking these drums. Like, I'm about ready to stand on these drums. Like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that monitor ain't gonna be as loud as me. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like, like and you gotta get in your monitors. So it all just depends on how serious you want to take it too, and how well you know the song. Because I've noticed too, like you might know the chorus really well, and that's where you'll come in real strong, and you yeah. might be really loud there. But then the chorus or the you know the the verse comes in and it has some complicated fast names and a lot of U's and I's where they're supposed to be and you're teeter-tottering all over them and yeah. you're not sure and you get quiet and then you're looking at me like, where's the volume? But it's like, you're the volume. You know, your yeah, confidence right. in what you're mm -hmm. spitting out is actually what's happening. I know my yeah. my dad's, one of my dad's best friends who got me into doing DJing. He was he was just running. He was just doing the karaoke thing. Wasn't, wasn't judging anything. But he had he had one lady that that followed him wherever he, wherever he went did karaoke, and she got eliminated. And she was on him like white on rice. And he was like, "I'm not. I, yeah, I had no I'm, say in I'm this. I'm not a judge either. I'm, I'm just. just, I'm just, I'm just, just yeah. DJ, hey, you're you up know? next, and I start. I try, I'm not, I try to stay as neutral as possible. Right. Oh, you know, but, you you know, but I'll be honest. I see. You know what I mean? Like right. I hear tone. I can. And the other thing is too. The screen is faced towards me, and I have the computer as well, so I see the lyrics. Yeah. You know, where the crowd, you might not know all the lyrics. And like I said, there's small details where it's you versus I or we versus right. us. Right, Or la versus, you know, something other, some other filler kind of mm -hmm. uh, vocal. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and like how specific are we being with this, you know, is it, so... And then again, how well do the judges know the lyrics? Yeah. So I've always, I want to throw it out where the screen's flip-flopped. Where the singer should know every word, like you're actually performing it, like you're in a band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, but, but the thing is that it's karaoke though. So yeah. it's like, it's not a band. So, But I feel like that would be the ultimate way to test is if the judges had the lyrics to the song and they're like, all right, they actually... Yeah. Pulled it off, sang the words. Because, like, if you're singing, like, on any singing, con like, software, like, on the Wii or anything like that, if you miss a lyric, you miss your streak. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, just like in Guitar Hero, you miss the certain button. Yeah. And you miss your streak, where if you go the whole song, you get that video crowd roaring. Yeah. You know, you make that video crowd go crazy. You get those streaks going. But you miss video crowd, not so much. Um. But I feel like the same with any, you know, you got to have that flow. Yeah, absolutely. But either way, it's been a blast. It's been such a great experience. I'm so blessed and honored to be at Pike 40 and, and work with everyone. It's been so much fun. 
honestly, no one's really given me any like crazy like it's all been positive feedback yeah we're like hey you know maybe like give me a little bit more reverb or give me a little bit more monitor or stuff like that i'm always ears for constructive criticism right, right. you know i mean because you know at the end of the day i always want to make the show as best as possible for the viewer you know the, the, the person singing the artist you know i want to make sure that everyone's you know appeased with the sound and the performance yeah so that that's my main responsibility and you know and that's how i probably have grown a lot of my music genre too is that it's like am i not going to work with this guy because he's got a cowboy hat on or i'm not going to work with this guy because he's got a certain vest on Mm -hmm. or he's got certain shoes or he 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 raps versus he screams like yeah so it's like i'm not going to turn down an opportunity to meet someone that could teach me something about music and life versus being like, nah, just because yeah. you play the fiddle or whatever, I don't mm-hmm. wanna I don't wanna jam with you or, or hang out or hear your two cents on why you think the fiddle's cool or like, yeah. you know, like all that stuff is always so mind boggling to me on what how people what attracts people to certain frequencies and instruments yeah. like yeah. it's just like oh Absolutely. i really really like that mm-hmm. and honestly like i'll never forget the first time i heard the drum was the buckeye local drum line my mom took me to a football game and all the bass drums they were they were hitting them in unison and it was so loud it scared me and i was like i want to do that to yeah people. i want to <laughs> scare Shake people their chest. a little bit That's yeah right. so uh to close out ovdj camp out jacobsburg september 16th and 17th correct Yep. Bring your party A game for sure. Because we're going to have fire spinners, circus performers, essentially. We're going to have people doing all sorts of their crafts, whether it be making any type of, you know, whatever type of product they do or any art. We're going to have live painters. We're going to have 14 DJs. We're going to have rap artists, calligraphy, spiky, and my buddy Muck Sticky himself from memphis tennessee he's also residing in florida right now he is a big influence to me and i'm so so honored to have him out playing one of my biggest festivals i've ever thrown and i hope to see everyone out there on again september 16th and 17th in jacobsburg ohio on tar run road and it's going to be possibly the party of the Ohio Valley since, you know, blame my roots and jam and not happen. I can't think of another more pop and party to be at, to be honest with you. Party of the year brought to you by Louis the 13th. Louis yep. the 13th. Thank you for coming in, sir. You're Appreciate it. Thank you guys ever so much for having me. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you out. Yeah, we'll see you super soon.